Whether we're talking about business, wellness, travel, or relationships, I've always thought age is just a number. Welcome to Ageless with me, Cynthia Raleigh, and my daughter, Kit Keenan. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Ageless. So today we have a super fun episode for you guys with Sif Hader, who is the co-founder of Array. Array makes two supplements that we are absolutely obsessed with, the bloat supplements and the calm supplements. So on today's episode, we sit down with Sif to talk all about anxiety and how the Calm Supplement can help with our very fast-paced lives now and our very high cortisol levels, which I know you can probably all relate to, as well as her protocols for bloating, how she deals with bloating, and why she created a supplement specifically for bloating. So we hope you guys love this episode. And as always, let us know your thoughts over on Instagram at Ageless Podcast. I always say like bloat is like our best seller and people are obsessed with it. And as am I, but I use calm every single day. Like I had to have two right before the interview, just because like I have after this, like I have two more hours of podcasts. I'm like, I need calm to like get through my day. (laughs) Yeah. I I use all those calming things too. I do St. John's wort, Mm -hmm. but now I have yours. So (laughs) I'm excited. What I love about R1 and like the reason why in my heart it's like so special is because it is not a drowsy formula, which so many calming products out there, you take it before bed and it's great for helping you get to sleep. But I run anxious throughout the day. So I was like, I really need something to kind of take the edge off over the day. And so that's why I love our product so much because I can actually take it during the day and it works so quickly. Like I really, like we were so particular that these are products that needed to work in under an hour. So I am very partial to the calm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, and also like a couple of days ago, my kid's younger sister, Gigi, mm-hmm. was feeling really anxious about applying to colleges and thinking about all of that and ACT testing and everything. And I was like, why don't you try some calming, natural, remedies. And I gave her some St. John's wort and I think it really worked. So it's yeah, it's great that it's like, as we like to use the term, it's really ageless Mm -hmm. that, you know, from teenage to my age, you kind of need it all, all the way through. Mm -hmm. For sure. My grandma actually, so this was like, I think the biggest career win that I've had is my grandma has like really horrible anxiety. I was going to visit her and she's like, you know, in her, like, this was a couple of years back. So I think she was like 89 right now. She's like 90, 91. Yeah. She doesn't love to take clinical medication. She's already on so many different things just for old age. And she really didn't want to take anything for her anxiety or like depression or anything like that. So I would give her calm and she's like, oh, like I feel so much better. And it would help with her blood pressure because whenever she'd get really anxious, her blood pressure would shoot up. 
And it felt like such a win for me personally to be able to help my grandma, who's like my world, you know, so it was a wild experience. And like, it just goes to show that it's, it, it really is, as you guys said, it's ageless, because these are really ancient remedies, and yet they're backed by so much science. And it's great to have like to be able to benefit even someone who's like older, you know, is it okay to take a calming supplement while you're taking other medication? Yeah, absolutely. So we actually just ran clinicals, third party clinicals, which is a very expensive process and really rare for companies in the nutraceutical category to even do just because it really is very expensive. But we've been working on this for a year. We put so much money into it. Anyway, we got our clinicals back and the results are going to be published on our website soon. But these are used very successfully by people who run anxious. It's used alongside antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. It's also used if someone is trying to get off of those medications. So it's like a great natural, I can't say alternative because it depends on like the grade of someone's condition, but it is something that people can turn to as a natural modality as well. So absolutely, it doesn't affect how your medication is operating. So it, it really is a great product. Like birth control. Yeah. No problem, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not asking for myself. I think that in recent years, there's been a lot more conversation around anxiety. And I'm wondering why you think that is. And I guess just, I feel like even watching Euphoria, like the conversation around anxiety feels like we're all kind of experiencing it at different levels. To me, it's amazing that we're talking about it now, but I'm wondering if you think like there's something I guess, in our day-to-day lives that is creating like almost an epidemic of anxiety? I have so many thoughts on this, but yeah, I mean, to sum it up, I think that our lifestyles have changed so much between when our grandparents were our age versus like us today. We are bombarded with technology. Like even just think about our patterns throughout the day. Like you wake up and the first thing you do is you look at your phone your cortisol level immediately shoots up because you're seeing all these email notifications and then there's the social media. And this is really the first thing that most people consume upon waking up, okay? We are spending so much more time indoors and we're not going outside to get fresh air, which is something that we also need for our nervous system. We're not going out for walks. Before bed, there's no wind down routine for the most part, right? So it's like everything is really anxiety inducing and... I just think that our systems are really overwhelmed by everything that's happening. Our lives are much more fast paced than they were before. Burnout is a real thing. Everyone's trying to do everything all at once and we don't give ourselves a break. Of course, everyone's anxious. And I'm glad that there's conversation around it because I think for a long time it it was there, but perhaps it was just a little bit more taboo. And I think that our generation, like millennials and Gen Z, are really doing the world a favor by talking about things that had been considered taboo for so long, like even sex, for example. I think like the resurgence of people being able to talk more openly about sex and anxiety, like mental health issues, all these like taboo topics kind of came all at once. And I will say, I think that Gen Z is doing something pretty incredible that I've not seen in my generation or my parents' generation, which is that they really are reclaiming 
their own time, you know, like the main character energy, if you will. I think that that's just them like trying to make time for self-love and all those things that make them feel better. And I'm hoping that over time, if certain practices are kind of adopted, that we do see like somewhat decline in issues around anxiety as well. I was going to say, I I think it's happening so fast too. Like all the therapy apps that are popping up, people are really, I think, trying to deal with with it, (laughs) you know, and talking about it. And that's why I think it's really amazing what you're doing because I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. Honestly, the first way to, I guess, get to solving a problem is actually recognizing that there is a problem. And if everyone was like, if we just continue to never talk about anxiety or mental health, it would just be this like hush hush thing that people are just going, like going through on their own. And there seems to be like no end. So I think that with open conversation, there's been, as you said, like so many new apps, supplements, just tips and tricks to deal with it, even if it's like lifestyle hacks that you can do. At least the knowledge is out there. And I think that we will see a decline or that's my hope. Yeah. I know you mentioned having like a a calm down routine at night. And I feel like there has been so much conversation about having like a good morning routine, not going on your phone, like maybe working out or having some movement in the morning or whatever. But I feel like the nighttime calm down is so underrated. And I want to ask if you do anything special at night just to like kind of turn that anxiety off. Yeah. Oh my God. I I completely agree with you. And I got to say I'm guilty of it because I talk about my morning routine all the time, but I rarely talk about my nighttime routine, even though it's something I'm so particular about. What I do, like my specific practices is I put my phone and laptop away at least an hour before bed. And that's at the very least. All my devices are turned to night shift mode so that I don't get blue light like in my eyes. So yeah, phones off, uh, laptops away. And then I read before bed like a physical book. I do like a quick meditation for about 10 to 15 minutes just to like really just ease myself into bed into sleep. And and I'm just like passed out. It also, it definitely helps your sleep to have like a calm down routine. But for me, I feel like sometimes I'm 22. So I'm going out, I'm like going to dinners and stuff like that. And then I get home late and I'm like, oh my gosh, like now this feels like almost a chore to do my nighttime routine. But I always joke that like, if I am leaving a party or like a club or a bar at 12, I'm actually leaving at one because by the time like I get home, I still have like an hour that I need to get everything done before (laughs) I can actually go to sleep. Tell us what your what your nighttime routine is. Yeah, what is your nighttime routine? Well, I need to be better about like the technology stuff because I do use my phone as an alarm clock. So it's next to me. So then that like... I think that's fine. Just put it on do not disturb. That's what I do. Like I use my phone as an alarm as well. And I just put it on do not disturb. And it's like such a... it's it's helps so much because the notifications aren't popping up. Like that's what's killer. (laughs) Yeah. Especially, I mean, obviously like if I'm in bed and I see my phone light up, it's done. Like, of course I'm going to go on it. So I need to be better at that part, but I'm like really into just having, I guess just like a, a ritualistic sort of routine. That's just like, I'm so mindless about it because I've done it so many times 
I think that's kind of where I let my brain turn off, like do a full shower, dry brush, body oil, do my entire skincare routine and either read or like light a candle and just like sit in bed for a second with no technology. And that is like when I sleep the best. So I would say I'm like at least once or twice a week, like I need to have that routine because I honestly, like I can't have it every night, but at least once or twice a week, I must have that like in-depth, like self-care night to really reset. And usually I feel like I do it on like Saturday or Sunday when I'm just like, okay, I need to cleanse the week out and just like start new. It's true. And I think one more thing is that if you are having those late nights, because I have them too, like I'm out for dinner at like meetings or I'm catching up with friends or whatever. So I used to get really anxious about not hitting all of my like rituals, like both morning and night, by the way, like this, this kind of, it it doesn't matter when you have these rituals, but if you do, I would get really caught up on like missing it. Like for example, in my morning routine, if I like miss something, I'd be like, oh, like I've not had a great day. But instead of looking at, at it like that, what I realized is just pick one thing, like on days where you can't hit it all, like just hit your one non-negotiable. And like, I've found that for myself. And as long as I just hit that one, I'm like, okay, you know, this is human being life. And if I can't get to it all, like, that's fine. You know, I'm of course going to strive for it all because I know I have a great night if I get to everything. But if I can't, I can't, you know what I mean? What is your one non-negotiable? thing. So it is always to put my phone away. And as of late, it's actually been meditation. So no matter what, I'll put on like ambient music and like ambient music as in like, it's like a meditation uh, playlist or whatever. And I'll just lay in bed for even if it's five minutes, it just puts me into a deeper sleep. I think having that, that one thing is like, key because I definitely get anxious about especially my morning routine I feel like because if I don't hit everything then I feel like the rest of my day is Mm -hmm. messed up so I've been trying to be a little bit less like I guess just controlling about it and I think it's honestly like for the past few months I have been traveling a lot for work and Honestly, it's been really like taxing on me because I haven't had that much like downtime or time to rest. But at the same time, I feel like it has been an exercise in that for me because I've just like, I haven't had access to like all my normal morning routine steps and stuff. And I think sometimes that's okay, you know, to like be a little bit spontaneous and like not have such a severe structure because I don't know, eventually it's just like, I feel like it sometimes brings on like more anxiety if you're just like, yeah, of course. And and it's just like not sustainable to have like a 12 step morning routine at all times of your life. Like we were launching product in November. Okay. And this was probably like the most stressful time of year for me. 
I was in New York for editor breakfasts and all these meetings. And I knew I wasn't going to do every single step of my morning routine. And I was like, that's okay. I'm going to make my peace with it and hit the ones that really matter. And, you know, for that, for me, that was um, getting a walk in first thing in the morning and going for like making sure I went out for 30 minutes. And yeah, I couldn't work out in the morning. So I would make time for it maybe at the end of my day or whatever, you know, so it was just like finding that one or two pieces that are like really, really help you. And just keeping those and, you know, screw the rest if you can't get to it. Like, I think that we just have to learn to not be so rigid on ourselves or with ourselves, because it does lead to a lot of anxiety. I I completely agree with you. My morning routine. (laughs) Can I tell? Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. My morning routine. The one thing I do is I always listen to the New York Times, the daily podcast every morning, but my morning routine is always about cleaning up the house. So well, I do I dishes, like- you know, I empty the dishwasher, I load the dishwasher, I do laundry, I clean the counters, I feed the dog. Like it's all about just getting chores done, but it does create that same feeling, I think, where it's sort of meditative you know, I listen to the podcast while I'm doing it. That sets a time for me, you know, a beginning and an end to the project because otherwise it could be endless. Mm-hmm. But it also makes me feel good about starting the day. And it's not such a personal, it doesn't have such personal benefits. But I mean, I guess in the long run, it kind of does. But no, but it does. It does. Because it's it's actually supposed to be good for you. Like cleaning up. It, it is meditative. You're so right, Cynthia. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because also I've been reading, I read that during the day, during the workday, you should also kind of have that same thing where you get up from your desk or wh- whatever sure. and you go and I, we have a kitchen at work. I go down and I actually like make myself lunch and it, takes 10 minutes, but it's 10 minutes of me thinking about what I just did, what I have to do, maybe thinking about what I'm doing later in the night. And it's just a way to kind of have a little bit of a meditation during the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of research that shows that, I mean, of course, we all know that we are at our desks far too often, but there's a lot of research that shows that if we take time to make time for little movement breaks throughout the day, it makes it a lot easier. Like it's both really good for our mental health. And of course, our bodies as well, because we're not meant to be sitting for eight hours straight. So what you do is like incredible for me, I go out for walks throughout the day, and I take my meetings while on a walk. So I make sure that like, I'm out just like a couple of times a day, like throughout my work day. And I feel like what it's done for me just in terms of mental clarity and productivity is pretty incredible. To the cleaning point, I think really, at the end of the day, like, morning routines and night routines. It's about doing something manual that doesn't require too much thought. Right. So repetitive. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. So I think that cleaning is like a perfect example of that because it's just like so focused in the present. And I also think that the movement thing is really interesting because I call it workout snacking and it's not like I'm doing crunches, you know, but I think walking is like a perfect example of that because number one, it's a great way to multitask if like you actually don't have that much time to take a break because you can still be like on your phone doing emails or calls or whatever. 
but it is like still that clarity, I guess, that you need because you're getting out of just like sitting there and like looking at a screen for so long. So that's definitely a really, really good tip. Can you tell us about what is in the calming supplement that really is like the... Yeah, I want to hear... Well, number one, I want to talk about bloat too, but Mm -hmm. I do want to hear about like the formulation process for both calm and bloat. So this is actually really interesting. So when it came to the formulation process of the products, I knew that we had to work with a doctor, right? There's like no two ways about it. And like in order to have efficacy and the credibility that we wanted for our brand, we knew we needed to work with a doctor. So that's what we did. And for bloat and calm specifically, we actually worked with a doctor who specializes in eating disorders. And she has one of the best, actually the best clinic in Canada for eating disorders. And the reason we chose to work with her is because when you're dealing with eating disorders, you're really seeing the most complicated issues around mental health and gut health, right? And so she'd been dealing with clients who like she was prescribing different supplements to. And so we really wanted to make sure that both our products were safe for people with all different types of issues, not just someone, for example, with bloat, someone who's just had like pizza, but it could also be someone who's potentially recovering from an eating disorder. Like we didn't want them to have to be able to abuse our formula because our product is laxative free. And a lot of these like digestive products on the market, they contain laxatives, which unfortunately can lead to abuse and people use it to lose weight. I remember when I was in university, there was this whole thing happening in my residence where um, girls were abusing laxatives as like a weight loss thing. And that's really scary to me. And so we really wanted to make sure that with bloat, it was just a very gentle and effective formula that optimized digestion. So again, like for people who just have like a small food sensitivity or something isn't necessarily sitting right in their stomach to people who have IBS, Crohn's, like we have people with chronic digestive conditions who use bloat for symptom management. And it's been recommended by either their functional medicine practitioner or their naturopathic doctor. So it's really incredible for us to see that kind of response and stamp of approval from wellness professionals as well, because it, it just, it means a lot to us. And like the, it, it speaks volumes about the kind of brand that we've built. And in terms of Calm, we really wanted to create something, as I said, that was non-drowsy. And so we use four, a combination of four herbs, minerals, and vitamins, which gently just calm the nervous system. So essentially it helps with feelings of jitteriness, of panic, and each of the ingredients that we use help basically access alpha brainwaves. So we have five different brainwaves and alpha is like right in the middle and it's kind of calming, but like clear. And we really wanted to make sure that we could create a product that would get you to that state. And so that's what our product does essentially. And all natural, very gentle, but very effective. And not only does it help with the mental calmness, but it helps with physical symptoms that we also have around anxiety. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel those physical symptoms. So I think that like, even when I take CBD, I can like feel that calm in the moment. Number one, I'm way more tired. So that's definitely an issue, but I also don't think it's really the physical symptoms of like anxiety and stress are talked about enough and are really like, I, I definitely don't feel great 
physically after taking like CBD because I think it's just more for like the mental calmness. Well, the thing is that you have definitely a physical response as well. Like you're sweatier and like you're kind of shaky and clammy. Like you can have so many different responses to physical anxiety as well. And so our product, we use four different ingredients and, you know, we use L-theanine and that's more so to target anxiety, but that it gives you the clarity as well. So it's not something that'll put you to sleep. And then we have inositol and it's for reducing panic. We have um, passion flower that like overall relaxes your nervous system. So like it kind of helps with the physical symptoms of anxiety as well. And then we have magnesium, which is an incredible ingredient because it is great for, it is a great like calming compound, but it's also something that our bodies need to function. It's used, I believe, if I'm not wrong, for 600 different biological functions, and we are all magnesium deficient. So those are the four ingredients that we use in Calm. And it really is such an incredible product. Like, I don't think I'd be as good a leader or a podcast interviewer or interviewee without Calm in my life. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel that. I don't know. I think being a CEO and also being like having your own social media presence is just the combo that creates like ultimate stress sometimes. So I can imagine that is like, yeah, that's super, super stressful. So I want to talk about bloat more because I feel like we haven't touched on it as much. And I want to ask you, like, I guess what prompted you to want to formulate a supplement that was specifically for bloat? And where do you think the conversation around bloat is going right now? I knew that I wanted to create something for bloating because everyone was bloated. Okay. Like every single person that I spoke to, all my friends, everyone was bloated. I was bloated. It was so hard to eat out. It was so hard to just like enjoy the foods that I wanted to enjoy when I was at a restaurant because I'd be bowled over in pain afterwards. And I knew that this was a problem that we could solve with a product because I'd be treating it with like, just like different supplements and stuff that I had at home, which I'd kind of collected. So I like, we, we really wanted to create this product for bloat and we wanted it to be really fast acting. And so that was kind of why we decided to create it just because it felt like there was such a need for it and it just wasn't being solved. Like it was like an epidemic. And when we went to triangulate this theory that we had just which was anecdotal from people that we knew we went to speak to naturopathic doctors and we spoke to so many of them and they confirmed that yeah like everyone is bloated and anxious and that one leads to the other so because most of us are also anxious we lead it leads to digestive issues because when we're anxious our body's going to fight or flight which makes the digestion really difficult and so it was this epidemic we wanted to create a fast acting product that would solve that essentially. So it contains six ingredients. It's five herbs and a digestive enzyme. And it has bromelain, which is the digestive enzyme we use. It comes from pineapple and the bromelain is there to help with food food breakdown. Then we have ginger root, which is for digestion stimulation. We have lemon balm and peppermint that helps with gas. We have dandelion root, which targets liver health and slippery elm for digestive organ protection. So essentially no matter why you're bloated, because we can get bloated for so many different reasons, each of our ingredients targets every like individual cause and our ingredients have really high amounts of active ingredients. So you're actually seeing the benefits like really quickly. Mm. 
I have heard that you are a big proponent of intermittent fasting, and I want to hear your thoughts on that. I think it's kind of, I mean, I, I think it's still pretty controversial, and there's so many differing opinions on it, especially when it comes to like fighting bloating. I feel like some people are like, oh my gosh, it's the best thing I've ever done for my bloat. And some people are like, well, I need fiber in the morning to not be bloated. So I want to ask about that for you. So I think that with intermittent fasting, you really have to figure out whether it's something that works for you or not. For me personally, I have never been someone who's been able to eat in the morning. And I remember when I was in high school, you know, my mom would be like, no, you should eat because breakfast is like the most important meal of the day. And I I literally like feel sick after eating first thing in the morning. I just don't think I was built for it. So when I found intermittent fasting, I of course read, like looked deeply into the benefits and you know, it, it really does everything from our metabolism to hormone fluctuations to giving our bodies the time to actually rest and digest. So for me, if I eat six hours or seven hours after my last meal, that means that I've eaten pretty late into the night, which means that my digestion just wasn't given enough time to start the process while I was sitting upright. And the way that our digestion functions is different when we're sitting upright or standing versus when we're lying down. So if you go to bed right after eating, it can interrupt your quality of sleep as well. So for me, like that was one thing that like I I loved to stop eating at around like a couple of hours before I went to bed. Basically, I just felt it like impacted my quality of sleep if I was eating too close to bedtime. And then when I woke up in the morning, I just I like personally, I just wasn't hungry. And when I looked into the benefits of holding off when I was eating, I thought that it was really compelling. So I will say that my intermittent fasting and the length of which uh, length of time that I'm fasting for depends on where I am in my menstrual cycle. So it's split into like four parts, I guess, our menstrual cycle. And we only usually know of period and ovulation, but there's a luteal phase as well. And oh my gosh, I'm forgetting the fourth one. But I look into Dr. Estima's work, Dr. Stephanie Estima. She's really, really succinct about how women should be intermittent fasting if that's the path we choose. Because I think that the biohacking world and when it comes to intermittent fasting, there's a lot of literature out there from males. But the way that women should be adopting those practices, it's not just like, I'm going to do the same thing for 30 days in a row because our hormones are just different. So I'm really into her work and the length of time which I fast is dependent on my cycle based on what I've read there. Yeah, I think that's like a huge problem too, because a lot of times like the people that are really backing intermittent fasting are backing it because the research was done on either themselves as a man or on male subjects. And I think that that's why there's so much conversation about like whether or not women in general should be intermittent fasting at all. And I think that, again, it's just like, it's possible. It's just how can you do it in a safe and like efficacious way for you, I guess. 
Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is that I think that certain health trends take a hold on social media and people just look at it in a really surface way and go with it. And I think that that's actually like quite dangerous because it's our health and every individual is different. And just because something worked on someone you saw on Instagram doesn't mean it'll work on you. And so when it comes to figuring out what's right for you for your health and wellness, like really do the research, like don't just intermittent fast because you saw someone do it for some length of time. Like you actually don't know different variables and how it'll impact you. So I think that it is, that's why I cited the doctor whose work that I really like, because I think that it's really important that people are empowered to do their own research before they just decide to explore a health trend. Yeah. I mean, that was like a huge problem for me too, because I remember when I was in high school, the veganism trend was like huge. And of course I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to try to be vegan because all of these people are saying like, it's life changing and so amazing. And I did it for a while and I was just like, so hungry all the time eating like super processed foods and making my diet way more unhealthy than like it would have been if I was just, you know, eating the foods that I wanted to eat. That is the example that I always come back to where I was like, whoa, I was such a victim of that like health and wellness trend online. And I think that that conversation is definitely changing because even like the quote unquote, like that girl people on TikTok that I follow or like the wellness girls on TikTok, I feel like the conversation has shifted way more towards moderation and like 80-20 is really the trend now, which is just like eating 80% whole foods, 20% like fun soul foods. So I think that I would just say, I think we're getting a little bit better as a society around like trying to just push like a single wellness trend on everyone. Yeah, that's the thing. And just to speak on veganism, right? Like I am sure it was life-changing for people that you were looking up to. It just doesn't mean that it's life-changing for you. And it's really the same thing with everything. Like a green juice in the morning may be great for one person. Maybe it's not so great for you. So like, I think that people are becoming more empowered to do their own research. And I think that this shift away from this one size fits all is absolutely necessary. And thank God, because it's, it was just like not getting us anywhere. Maybe you'll come back on when you have new products. Do you have new things in the pipeline? Yeah, we definitely do. So we have, um, two new releases happening this year, which is really exciting. One is coming over the summer. And my God, it takes so long to formulate really, really great products. And our products, like the new ones that are coming out have been like in the works for the last two years, we've been perfecting it. So it's really exciting. But yeah, it's coming this summer. So you guys should watch out for it. Oh my gosh. So any hints? Can you hint? It is fast acting as always. That's like our real like US. I love that. I yeah. love that because every other supplement, it's like you have to take it for days and days before you have any results. So 
I think, you know, we all take supplements for longevity, but nature is really such a powerful agent. And we really did want to, you know, encourage people to step away from the drugstore aisles and like stop like pumping their body with like chemicals, essentially. So yeah, like it's fast acting again, and it solves a pretty... It's it's an issue that a lot of us are talking about. That's that's what I will say. <laughs> okay. Yay. Mm. I'm so excited. Maybe people can write um when we post the pod, they'll write. Yeah, what take they your hope guesses. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Okay, well, I guess just to close it out, one question we ask all of our guests on Ageless is what do you want to be when you grow up? And we'd love to hear your thoughts. I would like to be kind. I think that it's just like kindness is such a philosophy that I've had with me for my entire adult life. Like, I think that I was, I, I, I had some moments where I was like mean and clicky in high school and I feel like it just never got me anywhere. And kindness has been a huge philosophy for me. And I hope that as I grow up, I can continue to be even kinder and even more generous and hopefully, you know, shine a light in people's lives. I love. Yeah, I could definitely work on that too. So, (laughs) yeah. Can you have a kindness supplement next? (laughs) Oh, I could imagine that would be great. (laughs) Yeah, work on that. that. Um, Okay, well, tell everyone where they can find you and Array. Okay, so you can shop Array on Array.com. You can find Array on social media at Array.co. And you can find me on Instagram at Sifhider or my podcast, The Dream Bigger Podcast. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Yeah, thank you. guys. It was so fun. Hope you guys love this episode. And thanks so much to Ginny Media for our audio production. All right. So I'm so happy that you guys got to listen to our stories today. As always, you can follow us on social media and keep up with our work and our crazy adventures. Then you can follow us on Instagram at Cynthia Rowley and at Kit Keenan. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 